All right. So we have prayed, and let's get started. Now, uh, tonight, uh, I need y'all to bear with me tonight because I'm going to have to take you somewhere in order to bring you where I need you to to be so you can understand what I'm trying to convey. So, um, so just let me go ahead and flow the way the Lord is going to lead me to flow, and we can work, uh, you know, so I can work this thing out. Now, uh, some of the things that I will be talking about this evening, uh, probably do some cro- uh, some toe crunching, probably cut you a little bit, you know, you might have to bleed a little bit, but that's all right, you know, uh, because that means that uh, we are preparing ourselves for even more growth and even more development. Now, several months ago, several months ago, I don't know, it might have just been sometime last year. I, I really don't remember when. <clears throat> Excuse me. I had a dream. I actually went up into my mansion. I, I got in a prayer, and I went up into uh, my mansion. And when I went up into my uh, uh, my mansion, I went into what we call the conference room. So I was in the conference room, and truly the Spirit of God was there. And he set me down, and we talked, and he showed me something. On the left-hand side of me, he showed me a big hole. And um, so in that hole that he showed me, uh, he said, this is a deep hole. And, and a lot of uh, a, a lot of us uh, have a tendency uh, to, um, um, how can I put this, uh, pattern itself after the trauma of them falling into a hole. Now, uh, I, I really need y'all to listen, and I'm, I'm quite sure that y'all are will, and I really need y'all to actually take good notes on this. Now, the hole that he showed me, he said the hole was uh, big and the hole was deep. So, I asked the Lord why, you know, again, that he bring this up to me and, and why is it that I need to convey this to y'all guys. <clears throat> and we still talking about prayer, by the way. I want y'all to know that. And, um, well, he says to me that um, we need to understand certain things about that, that, that hope. Now, me and... Uh, Junior had an interesting conversation last night, and I'm not going into any detail, but we had a real interesting conversation. And what he said was, Dad, you said sometimes um, we have to go back so we can move forward. I said, well, yeah, that's true. He says, um, if you don't go back, it can really hinder based on how we are to move forward. I said that is really true. So I said, well, Junior, by you saying that, let me give you this, uh, 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 let me give you an example of that. So I told him, I said, if you was to dig a hole and if you was to jump down in that hole, all you have is, the hole, you can't see no further than that hole. You can't see no further. If you can't see, that means you lose your ability to move or to follow a path or to go in any direction. Like I said, you really really have to hang with me on this tonight. So as we was talking about this, the hole also stops you from looking forward. It's, it, it's a blocker to your vision. So if 
all you see is that hole, then you are unable to move forward. So now, this brings me to a scripture, Romans 12.2. And I read this scripture time and time ago, time and time uh, 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 again in the past, and so, but I'm going to read it again. It says, Romans 12.2, it says, and be not conformed to this world. Now, let me say this. The world is an example of the whole. All right? The conformity of the world, be not conformed. The conformity, what conforms you to the world is your emotions, is how you are perceive things, how you think, and whatever. And when you start conforming to the world, you start thinking like the world, and you end up in the same hole that the world is in. People struggling, people uh, 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 sickly, people uh, are, are just constantly, what I want to say, in a survival mode and forget their divine value. I said a power, I said a lot right there, a powerful statement. Forgetting your divine value. See, you must be valuable because God would not put as much or write so much about what he had done, what he is doing for you, if you wasn't of some value. Well, when you get put in the hole, you fall into conformity by your emotions, what you think people ought to be doing, how you think people need to be reacting, or how the bill collectors are on your back. It, it, I mean, it, it could be anything. When you fall in that conformity, it causes you to lose sight of your future. In other words, you can't see no further than where you are. All you can see is what's going on around you. That is one of the most dangerous positions that you can be in because you have no insight on how to get out. It says, okay, let me finish reading. It says, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is good and acceptable, perfect will of God, perfect will of God. If you wasn't of any value to God, why will God work so hard to make you perfect for his will? We have to understand the importance of our value. All right? We need to understand the importance of our value. Now, and saying that, and saying that, now, let's turn to Romans 8. Let's turn to Romans 8. I'm going to look at 8.11, and I'm going to read down a little bit. Now, I use the analogy of the whole. Now, like I said, when I was up in my mansion and talking with God, he showed me this hole. And, um, and he, he, shows, he showed me that the world itself, the world in which we live in, the world in Tell which me, the we are a part of, we are constantly within or operating within the whole. Please mute yourself. Please mute yourself. I'm recording. All right. So now, like I was saying, uh, in reading Romans eight, eleven, it says, "But 
if the spirit of him that raised you up from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your moral bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. It says, therefore, brethren, we are not debtors, not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. Now, see, that's a powerful statement right there. So everything that we do on this earth or doing according to the world is flesh-driven. It's flesh-driven. Everything that we do on this earth, everything that we according to, this, to, to, to the world is flesh-driven is, is flesh if you have not been conformed. So that means that you're operating in some level of darkness is because you are operating in, the, in a hole that the world has put you in. And it says, <clears throat> 13, for if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. In other words, you need the Spirit of God in order to live the life God, in order to live the life God wants you to live, and also in order to realize or recognize your spiritual value. Amen. So now, for it says in 14, for as many are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So in other words, if you are led by anything else but God's Spirit, then you're not operating as a son of God, and then you are uh, two things. You are... Uh, you are uh, avoiding your benefit, and you devaluing yourself. So you are avoiding your benefits, and you are devaluing yourself. You must understand that you are valuable. You have value to you. All right? And then it says, now, when I was talking to the Lord about that, he says that <clears throat> that whole also does this too. It says it puts you into, it, let me read it, 15, it says, for you have not received the spirit of bondage again to, to fear. So when you are operating in uh, that whole or in that position, you're, you are in bondage to fear. So you are in bondage to fear, but it says, but you have not, you have not. You see that you have not received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry out before. So any time that we are caught up or we are focused on uh, the, the worldly things, people, or, or, or whatever the case may be, whatever we are focused on, is going to determine what we are in bondage to. So if you are caught in that hole and if you have no way to climb out of it or get out of that hole, you are in captivity to that hole. A lot of us are in captivity to our past, which have created a hole which keep us conformed to the world. And when we go to try to do anything or try to whatever, we easily fall back into the, 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 the conformity of the world, anything we try to do or whatever. So in other words, we have been uh, 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 locked in to certain bondage. Now, if you're constantly operating out of fear, remember, I'm, I'm still talking about prayer. I, I'm just starting. I really haven't really got to my good po the point yet. But if we're really trying to live a life of God, 
we have to identify where we are and be truthful with ourselves in the position that we are. I, I really hope you are getting this. Now, let's, let's jump to 826. It says, <clears throat> likewise, the Spirit helpeth our infirmity. You see that? It says, likewise, the Spirit helpeth our infirmities. We must understand that we have infirmities that the world has given us. We have infirmities. So it says, likewise, the Spirit helpeth our infirmities. For we, for we know not what we ought to pray for as we ought, but, listen, the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. In other words, when you start praying in the Spirit, the Spirit, hold your finger there, let's turn to Jude 20. Jude one twenty says, <clears throat> see, when you start praying in the Spirit, now 19 it says, these things that you, these things that who separate themselves central, having not the Spirit. In other words, when you are in, uh, when you're dealing with, um, uh, when you're going after the flesh, when, when, when you are dealing uh, 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 in, in, in the things of this world, when you have not conformed or transformed your thoughts or yourself um, by, by meditating on the Word of God, you know, by praying, right, you become bondage to fear and bondage to what the world has to offer you. So, in other words, it brings you, it also puts you in a sensual position. And that means you have not the spirit. Because the spirit of God, you do not have any bondage with the spirit of God. You are, you are free. God says you are free, free indeed. You are free. Who the Son says free is free indeed. In other words, you're free. Then it says, but beloved, building yourself now. Underline building up yourself. <clears throat> when you build up yourself, that means pastor can't do it, reverend can't do it, your friend can't do it. Nobody can do. Nobody can build you up but you. It says building up yourself on the most on most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. You see that? Praying in the Holy Ghost. So in order for you to come out the conformity that the world has kept you in and bring you up out of that hole that the world has kept you in, you need to pray in the Spirit to build you up. As the Spirit of God starts building you up, you're going to start establishing vision. You're going to start seeing things, and you're going to start seeing beyond that hole that the world has put you in. Well, we can always give an example based on the truck. There's no way financially possible that we could have bought this truck or got this truck. But we saw beyond what the world's standards was, and we moved with what the Spirit of God said. So in other words, the world has tried to put us in a hole. But because we got into praying in the Spirit, and we start praying in the Spirit, we start seeing things, we start acknowledging things, and next thing you know, we started coming up out of this hole of bondage, hold of lack, the hold of lack, the, the hole of, of insecurities, the whole, I mean, we start, you know, the Spirit of God start pulling us up. Why? It's because... We start building ourselves up off of the off of of praying in the spirit and letting the Holy Ghost uh, 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 
put us in a position where we can start seeing and seeing clear and moving within the vision what God has for us. You see? Now, I said to you about your worth, your value. Now, let's look at Romans 8.35. It says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or pearl, or the sword. Wow. Wow, I see something here. You know, these are the attributes of the world. These, this, this is, this is uh, what we're looking at right here is what the things that the world has to offer. This is a hole that the world puts you in, and it says, listen. It says, for it is written for thy sake, we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. So when you don't pray in the spirit, when you stop praying, when you stop seeking after God, you become set up for the slaughter uh, uh, for this world. Listen, it says, nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loves us. So we can't conquer anything until we lift ourselves up according to 1 Jude 120 and the Holy Ghost lifting us up that we're able to see. And this is, and when you do that, when you start doing that, this is what happens. For I am fully persuaded. You see, you become persuaded that God is with you, God is on your side, whatever you do, nothing or whatever happens, nothing can separate me from him, regardless of what. And then when that happens is you start establishing your value. You know that you're valuable to someone, just like apostle is, a, is valuable to me or to us. <clears throat> so you, you, God will show you the value, and then he will let you know that you are valuable. You see, when a person acknowledges their value, they, they move within their divine purpose. Now, listen, it says, May all things, we are more than conquered through him that loves us. You see that? For I am fully persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor power, nor things present, nor things to come, nor high, nor death, nor any other creature, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So that means we, uh, God is not separated from us. We separate ourselves. How do we do that? Well, let me tell you, let me ask you this. If you was married or if you was in a relationship, how long that how long do you think that relationship will last if you are away from that person two years at a time? And you only get to see that person once every once every year. How long do you think that long like that relationship is gonna last? So what you're doing, you're separating yourself. You see? Why? What, what do you do? Well, you, you're not you, – really, you don't know the person. The person that changed, things that change, you don't know the person, you don't understand the person. I mean, none of that. You can't have a relationship, a long-distance relationship, and expect it to last. See, no way. So how can you expect to have a relationship with God if you don't pray? If you don't continually, fervently pray to him. How will you know your value if you don't pray to him? You see, God says nothing can separate him from us. So in other words, 
even when we stray off, he's still loving us. He's still wanting us to know that we love that he loves us, regardless. He loves us. But my question is, do you love him? Do, do, are you really in love with him? Are you keeping your connection with God fresh? Or are we just, um, oh, my gosh, or are we just uh, uh, um, uh, uh, trying to go through a motion or trying to go through something and, and not really establishing what's happening? So what, what am I saying here? Let's sum all of this up. First of all, there are things in your life that has been that you have been given because of your separation from God. There's some ugliness that has been hit in your soul because of your separation. When you came to God and told God that He that you love Him, and then you repented for your sins. There's still some ugly ways that we still have. In other words, what have changed was our focus and our direction towards God. Instead of going away from him, we're supposed to be drawn there. The closer you get to someone, the more you understand who and how they are. You see, it's hard to determine who, who and how a person is by from a long-distance relationship. So now, because of this, right, because of this, I read this to you all before. When we start praying in the spirit, we can become pregnant with God. And then when we pray in the spirit, we can give, thing, we can give birth to things that God has placed in in the spirit. I'll show you an example that when Mary gave birth to Jesus. <clears throat> There's a birthing process that goes on. When we pray in the spirit, we learn, we know how to nurture, nurse it. We know, we know how to, 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 to uh, 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 take care of it, to nurture it. Nurse it. Thank you. Uh, when we pray, it also uh, allows us to grow. In other words, we aren't going back in the hole again. When we identify where we fall short by the Spirit of God, I guarantee you we ain't going back. If you continually lift yourself up on the most high, continue lift yourself up in prayer, you know, with God, then everything that you have is maintained. Everything. So that means if you was to miss a week out, <clears throat> excuse me, you was to miss a week out of work, <clears throat> God will maintain it. God will bring <clears throat> the resources that you need in order to deal with it. Why? It's done because of the relationship that you had with him that was established through prayer. You must become a fervent prayer. You must uh, lose uh, uh, the ability to get offended, to get caught up into the, the um the, 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 the perilous times of this world, you must lose that ability. The only thing that can do that, only thing that can do that is by you praying in the Spirit. It also, it also puts you into the position that you can operate clearly. You will see vision clearly of your purpose. You will know what you are called, what you are called to do. You will see it. If you're still having a problem of seeing what your purpose is or understanding what your value is, that means you're not praying in the spirit enough. That means you're not digging deep enough in the things of God to get it. Now, I'm going to tell you something. 
these treasures, these are treasures to God. These are treasures. So he's not going to give up and just arbitrarily give you or show you what your purpose is. He's not going to up and because that's something he values. Because it has God's signature on it. Your purpose has God's signature on it. And I, and I talked about that in the past, about, you know, having God's signature. His purpose. His purpose has his signature on it. So he's not going to up and just give it to you unless you position yourself In prayer, pray. Seek after the things of God. Reverend, you have anything you need to add? The greatest secret of operating in your divine purpose is having a consistent prayer life. Jesus mastered this by praying in the Spirit. He mastered this. He mastered God's divine purpose by praying in the Spirit. And then the thing about it, he has given us clues throughout the Word. How he says, the same thing I do, you can do also even better. And the only way to that is through prayer. See if I have something else for you. Well, Pastor, um, actually, I think about what you were saying. Um, you said that when you're in a hole, you can only see what's around you. That's right. But um, in conversation with uh, me, you were talking last night, you said that but yet if someone, I hope I'm not jumping ahead of you, mm-hmm. um, if someone was to help or if, if you allowed the Holy Spirit to help lift you out of that hole, then you could see what's going on above you and around you. Yeah, you can, you, you have a, you'll have a wider view mm-hmm. of things you can see. Mm-hmm. Things you couldn't see before. Things you couldn't see before and things you can see. Mm-hmm. See? But when you're in that hole, it's impossible to see further than that hole. And it's normally dark. It is. When you're in a hole, but if you're lifted up out of the hole, then there's light that's being shedded that's around right. you. Mm-hmm. Which makes you able to, will make you able to what? See things mm-hmm. a whole lot clearer. Yeah. And uh, I, I tell you, um, that's, that's a very very powerful thing. You know, we don't understand that our circumstances of life have put us in captivity. And that is that dark hole that the Lord was showing me when I was up in my prayer mansion. He was just showing me that. Now, let me read this this to you. Uh, this is in Matthew 25. I'm going to start at the 14th uh, verse. It says, For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who was called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. In other words, there's goods God has delivered to you, delivered unto you. And he says, And unto one he gave five talents, and unto another he gave two, and unto one uh, to every man according to his, listen, his several ability and straightway took his journey. Several ability. Now, this is, what I, this is something that I want to bring out. When you know or when you're operating out of your several, your ability, that means you understand your value, right? That means your value. Now, he gave one, one talent. That means, you know, uh, it's a certain, he, he, understand, he understood but so much of how valuable he was. 
he gave another man two, and he gave another man five. <clears throat> and then listen, he did receive five talents, went and traded. And there's a whole other thing that I can go with this, but for right now, I'm going to just keep it simple. And others five talents. And then likewise, he, the one that received two, he also gained two. But the one that received and went and dig into the earth. Then listen, he dig into the earth. So even when you are in a hole, you are not productive. That means everything that you do stops. It has no room for any growth. So if you let the concerns and the issues of this world put you in a hole, somebody got offended you or whatever, I mean, whatever the case, put you in a hole, you automatically stop the production of growth and development. In other words, you lose your value. Now listen. After a long time, the Lord came to those servants, and he reconciled with them. And so he that received five talents came and brought the other five talents, and the Lord to thou and delivers it unto me five talents. Behold, I gained beside then five talents more. The Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things, I will make you ruler over many things and into the joy of the Lord. Now, now check this out, Reverend. He did not get promoted until he moved. When he moved, those five talents that brought five more, he received. So what is that saying? Your value promotes you. So your value how you value yourself determines your determines your promotion. How you value yourself. If you caught in a hole and you suck based on what somebody doing or have done to you, that means you're devaluing, devaluing yourself. And that means you won't be able to bring what the Lord has for you. So here it is. He earned and gained. Five more talents because he understood the value of what he had and what he had to do. Now let's jump. Let's get some. You know the thing based on the one with the two. And he says, <clears throat> and he says, the Lord said to him, "Well done, good and faithful things, you know, etc." And then he says, then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathered where thou hast not, what? Strawed. That's verse 26. <clears throat> there was 24. I read. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I was afraid and went and hid. Listen, I was afraid and went and hid it in the earth. Lo, there thou hast... Uh, that thine. In other words, he gave back the very thing that the Lord gave him. So the Lord did not benefit off of his value because he hid his value. Now remember what I read in Romans. When I talked about, uh, 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 let's see if I hold your finger there and see if I can go back to Romans real quick. Chapter Chapter eight, verse fifteen. He says, "For I have not re- for I have not received the spirit of bondage again to what fear. What did the guy with the one talent do? He got into fear. He got into fear. If you pray in the spirit, and if you allow God." to show you a clear vision of what you're supposed to be doing, then fear will not be a part. Fear will not be a part of or would not hinder you in any way to move forward to fulfill God's purpose of life for you. 
All right, guys, I got to get ready to stop here, and um, I'm going to open the lines. I need you all to give me something that was said. Before you do, um, to give tonight to New Life, uh, you can uh, text NLCCMG as in give to 54244, or you can uh, go on the World Wide Web at newlifeccm.org and follow the link. Amen. Are we still there? Make sure you guys unmute yourself. Hello? Hit your uh, mute button because based on me muting, the line may have double muted you. So uh, undo your mute button. Okay, can someone say something? Uh, I'm here. Oh, all right. All right. I'm here. Okay, well, somebody talk to me. Well, um, the first thing I, I received in what you were saying as far as that hole and um, falling into that hole, going back to our own habits, is 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 the whole of the world, and um, by praying in the spirit, it does set us apart, and we are able to be um, lifted up out of the hole and and can really see, and um, that's that's really what I have gotten out of that, you know, because it 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 does by praying in the spirit it. It, it does um, reform our, um, renew our mind. It it um, it does. Um, um, what was the five points that you were saying in, in reference to um, pregnant, um, birthing, yeah, pregnant, nursing, birthing, nursing, and maintaining. Right, mm-hmm. and it, and it, and it does that, and it would. Uh, have a person maintain what they had because they would um, be able to, God would open them up to see their purpose and know their value. He, he really will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's about, you know, all I'm, you know, have to say is, is, is true. Uh, what came to my mind is praying in the spirit pulls you up into the spirit realm so you can see. Amen. Yeah. A- amen. Amen. All right, so, someone else? Being um, in the hole. Oh, is that Annie? She can go ahead. Oh, yeah. Yes, oh, okay. Go ahead. All right, thank you. Being in the mm-hmm. hole. Is is being in the world, okay? If that's where you want to be, that's where you're going to get stuck. You're going to be right there, gaining no value, seeing nothing to light. God has nothing for you if that's where you want to stay. But if you choose to wanting to see what's around you, the value you have of yourself, the value God has of you, the foresight and what God wants to show you, 
then you have to expect to come out of there and praying in the spirit will lift will lift you up high enough to step out of that hole. So you have to want to do it. You have to want to do it. Because uh, being in that hole takes everything. You know, it, it's, it's, it does. Mm-hmm. Yes. We begin to uh, lose our value because God's divine purpose is not for us to be stuck in that hole where he cannot see us and where we cannot see him. So um, I, that's what I got from the service today, Pastor. That's good, Tony. That's good. Now, what also comes to my mind, Pastor, is uh, based on added to what Donna just said, is that when you're in a hole, um, a lot of times if you're trying to get out on your own strength, you're digging uh, yourself into that hole deeper. Mm-hmm. You notice that when there's a a vehicle um, that's in a hole or um, an animal or whatever, whatever is in a hole that's trying to get itself out, if it's trying in its own strength to get out of that hole, and a lot of times it will dig a hole, dig it deeper into that hole. And it's going to take something, as Donna just said, to lift it up out of there, which is when we pray in the spirit that helps lift us up, lift us up, give us enough height to pull us up out of that hole. Now let me say this, right? Mm-hmm. Now, as you're saying that, a lot of times we turn back to the world to try to get us out of the hole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're the one who put us there in the first place. Right. So, in other words, what you're doing, you're digging yourself deep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why people ended up end up on drug addiction, mm-hmm. alcoholics, sex addictions, mm-hmm. all sorts of things that they end up on mm-hmm. is because they the very thing that's put them in captivity is the very thing they go back to try to get themselves out of captivity, and it's impossible. In other words. You can't get orange juice. You can't get orange juice from an apple. That's true. You know. So why are you trying to go back in? Why are you trying to go to something that literally putting you in the same position that you were in before? You know. That's that's good, Reverend. All right, Andy. What we got? That's good, Donna. What we got, Andy? Okay. Um, with prayer. It is connected connection to God, which leads down to the Holy Spirit to help us see that God has left us. Where mm-hmm. He He's connected always, but we can see where we. So there's no fear. And that way we can see how that we can get out that hole. Um, with connection to God and to the Holy Spirit, the Spirit's lifted, strong enough to lift for us to how to lift us up, bring us out bring it out the open, out the hole, to be safe. No stress. No mm-hmm. fright. So, mm-hmm. um, we'll be, okay. So first, we must learn to pray and open ourselves up in order to get into power to see with the Holy Spirit and God, our purpose, to see God's purpose to deal with what we have to deal with. Because the problems we have, we don't have. There is a safety net underneath us. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's, That's good. Now, now, that goes back, Andy, to what you said is Romans 8.26. It 
It says, likewise, the Spirit of God helps our infirmities. Anything that's keeping you in that hole is considered an infirmity. And then he says, you know, for when we pray in the Spirit, we ought not, we ought not know what we pray for. But the Spirit itself making intercessions with groanings which cannot be uttered. In other words, you know, while we praying, the Holy Ghost is praying for us and with making intercession to God to help pull us out to what we what we have fallen into. You know, what's interesting, uh, Pastor, is that um, praying in the Holy Spirit, or praying with the Holy Spirit, when we pray in, when we constantly pray in um, throughout the day, just just praying under your tongue, praying you know, praying or praying under your under your uh, your voice, I guess. Praying low where nobody can hear you, basically. Um, when you're praying like that throughout the day, just going around and just praying in the spirit, you know, sometimes in the in the middle of your day, you know, the, the Holy Spirit will uh, give you an answer to a question that you had. You know, and I know at the minister's conference, um, Dad Thompson was telling us to, you know, um, you know, when you when you're praying in the Holy Spirit, you don't have to be giving the Lord a list of needs. You know, um, I need this and I need that. He know what we're in need of. The Word says that. But when we just coming to the Lord and we saying, Lord, I'm, you know, I'm just wanting to spend time with you. You just said, start praying in the Holy Ghost. Answers to the questions that you have just start popping up out of your spirit. That's right. And um, one other thing too that Apostle said that was very powerful, and it has brought, and he just brought that back to me. Uh, never go to sleep in your prayer life. Yeah. Never fall asleep in your prayer life. Mm-hmm. And we found that in Matthew's where the disciples, when Jesus asked them to pray. And they end up falling asleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so never fall asleep in your prayer life. Yeah, I've got some good responses off of y'all guys tonight. That goes to show that y'all was listening, praise God. Y'all just don't know how happy that makes me and Reverend Phil. Um, amen. I'm going to get ready to close out here. Are there any more comments? 